0: so much older than I'm younger
1: than that now
2: You guys remember that tech company whose ads used to say think different Well we're just about to find out what happens if you actually dare to do it from one who started a most unlikely business to one whose research changed almost everything we used to believe about the brain i'm mark middleton along with the brain bill schaefer and on this edition of growing bolder we're going to meet some people who had a different idea they chose to explore it and they ended up making an impact a real difference in the lives of others
3: oh yeah and bill the brain says mark does memory automatically get worse as we age, or can we make our brains even stronger, and how do we do it? We'll get the answers from the man considered to be the godfather of neuroplasticity, and his research has changed the way we understand and think about the brain. He is Michael Merzenich, and he's anxious to prove to us that, yes, old dogs can learn new tricks.
2: And have you ever had an idea for a new product? Of course you did. Everybody does. But was your idea so good? Did you believe in it so much that you actually went ahead and figured out how to create it yourself? in your own kitchen we're going to meet the inspiring and personable angel cornelius whose hair care products have changed the industry when it comes to those of us with silver colored hair at least what we've got left of it she tells us how she took an idea from just that to a successful business and how she navigated all the bumps and bruises along the way we're talking to ordinary people living extraordinary lives we're talking about growing bolder As you guys should know by now, we are in the business of smashing the demeaning, the debilitating, the inaccurate stereotypes of age because if we believe them, eventually we embody them. Most of us anticipate the supposed negative benchmarks of aging so completely now that we all but guarantee that they will come to pass. Yeah, beliefs really
3: make a big difference, don't they, Mark? I mean, research shows that those who have a positive vision Uh, for example, aging, live on average seven and a half years longer than those with a negative view of aging. And maybe even more important, those extra years can be filled with good health. They can be filled with passion. They can be filled with purpose. And we can talk about the opportunity of age all day long, and we can show you examples of men and women, one after another, who are continuing to grow and learn into their 80s and into their 90s, But every now and then, isn't it helpful to hear what's possible (laughs) from one of the most respected experts in the world?
2: You know, Bill, it's a perfect segue because that's what we're going to do right now. Dr. Michael Merzenich is renowned worldwide as the godfather of neuroplasticity. His groundbreaking research about 30 years ago overturned the then conventional wisdom that our brains lose the ability to grow uh, and evolve after adolescence. He's the guy who showed us that the adult brain remains plastic and malleable at any age. He proved that you can teach old dogs new tricks.
3: <laughs> and and not only old dogs either, as if that's not a big enough contribution, Mark. He, as you know, he also applied the principles of Plasticity to become the co inventor of the cochlear implant, an invention that's restored hearing to more than 300,000 people who battle deafness. He's the co founder of Scientific Learning Corporation, a company that's helped millions of school children who had language learning and reading issues. And he's the chairman and chief scientific officer (laughs) of Posit Science Corporation, which is a company that develops brain training programs and assessments, it's just amazing.
2: Yeah, maybe one of the longest introductions we've ever done, <laughs> Bill, but, but he certainly deserved it. This is a busy guy, he's an inventor on nearly 100 patents, he's the author or editor of hundreds of articles and books, and you've likely seen him on PBS in a series of documentaries on brain plasticity. So let's get with it as we welcome Dr. Michael Merzenich from his home outside of San Francisco. Doc, how you doing today?
1: Oh it's very nice to be with you two guys uh and uh and in uh, uh, you know make this sort of cross country uh, visit as it were <laughs> it's it's great
2: it is amazing what the pandemic uh has not only required but in a way enabled you know as we all adapt and you know speaking of adapting let's start with brain plasticity since you pretty much discovered it how do you define it, doctor? Why is it important and, and why is the ability good news for all of us?
1: Well, the brain changes as a function of use. it basically uh, every time you acquire an ability, every time you approve it, an ability, basically you're modifying your brain and that change and those changes in wiring and those changes in the way the brain is uh, invigorated by it uh, are advan- are the basis of that uh, of that acquisition or improvement of ability and you know. Everyone knows that they have the capacity to improve at whatever they're interested in, at any age, at any time in life. So, you know, why not? Why not engage your brain to improve? Because you have the capacity to continue to grow uh, as long as you're on planet Earth. And uh, that's what I try to do. And I think that's what everyone should be trying to do.
3: Well, I'm telling you, if we needed any kind of a real world example, Mark mentioned it just a minute ago, the pandemic pandemic really challenged us in ways we never expected we never saw coming and you know one of the things that mark and i talk about a lot is how many people lost their jobs and it disproportionately affected adults 55, right. 60, 65 and up and a lot of us have this thought in mind that it's too late to learn new skills but right. science is telling us different right that new challenges right. and change in general is actually right. critical to healthy brain aging
1: Yeah absolutely and you, you know you can always think of a challenge in life as a way to to think about how you would redefine re- yourself and maybe you know shape what you're doing so it's a little bit more in line with what you really want to be doing and you also, it's also a chance for you to, uh, you could say, reinvigorate yourself and re, re- re- re-identify yourself in a way that is even better, and even stronger. And and, and it, it, you know, it's a it's a time when you sh- have to think about your attitude about life, an attitude about what you're up to, because you have every reason. A person has every reason to be positive in thinking about how they can make life better, how they can improve their circumstances in life. So don't. Don't be so discouraged that when you go back into that job interview or you go back into that office, you know, you're a pain in the butt. You know, <laughs> go back with spirit and uh, or, or or go into that job I- interview with spirit and basically look for how you can reposition yourself to be even more effective and, and, uh, and, and to do something even more interesting and uh, maybe redefine yourself a little bit so that life is just a little happier and better for you.
2: You know, speaking of brains, we are talking to a big brain today, uh, Mr. Schaefer. Uh, This is a guy, uh, Dr. Michael uh, Merzenich, who has literally won almost every scientific and bioengineering award that there is. Uh, So let me ask you this, Dr. Merzenich. You have helped us... believe that more is possible, but, but how much is reversible? I mean, let's just say that we bought into the ageist messaging. We've not made the best lifestyle cho- uh, choices. We've not challenged our brains. We're not mentally nimble. Is it harder for us to regain that dexterity, the, the speed, right. the powers of memory that we've lost?
1: Well, we began doing experiments uh, quite a few years ago in animal models. And what we did is look at animals that were near the end of life And we looked at their brain in many, many ways. Ultimately, more than 30 ways, and and uh, basically these related these uh, these things we were looking at related to the function of the brain. They related to the physical status of the brain. They related to how fast and how accurately the brain was uh, was uh, was uh, in operation. We looked at all sorts of things that related to brain. We also looked at how the blood. Supplied nutrients to the blood, the vascular system applied nutrients to the brain. Now the brain was protecting itself by its immune response, a whole series of things like this. And we asked ourselves, well, what is different in an animal near the end of life from an animal in the prime of life in its brain? And the answer was everything was different. Everything we measured was different. And then you say, well, how many of those things advantage that older animal? And the answer is none of them. Everything advantages is disadvantage. Then we ask, well, how many of those things are reversible? how many of those things can we drive back in the direction you could say in a youthful word direction? And the answer was, everything is reversible. And most mm-hmm. things are reversible. So the brain goes pretty much all the way back to be, to being a, you could say, a pretty young brain again. So, and, and that just doesn't just relate to the performance characteristics of the brain, how reliable it is, how fast it is, how how accurate it is. How complicated it, you know, how it deals with complicated things, but also relates to its health. How, how well is the vascular supply? How well is it connected? How well is it, you know, all of these things that relate to its physical health, to its physical status. You know, things regrow, things resprout, things change in a positive way so that brain looks like a young brain again. So basically, that's another way of saying, and then we've extended these experiments extensively in human studies in human brains. That's another way of saying that God or Mother Nature designed your brain to be plastically reversible. So that's a, so. whatever your struggles are, you have the potential for being stronger, for being more effective, for being better, for being uh, more reliable and more, more powerful. So why wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't you work at being better and stronger and more reliable? And basically, I've been dedicated in in life for quite a while to trying to help people see a path to doing that. That's what, you know, stronger brains. That's what that's what uh, brain HQ. That's what uh, that's what uh, all, uh, all of my efforts have been directed to delivering the goods to children and, and adults that uh, basically need to go to the brain gym or need to do, you know, engage in life in it's ways bad. that can change their life for the better.
3: It's an amazing message. I mean, it's one that we all need to hear. And it's very empowering. I almost hate to do this now, Doc, but I'm going to bring it up. It's the D word, the the one thing that we fear most as we age, and and that's dementia. I know there's stuff out there that uh, where, you know, people have not shown any symptoms, but after they passed away, when their brains were examined, they had the amyloid. Uh, that, and, the, and other indicators of dementia, but they didn't show any outward effects. Is even dementia something that is possible to overcome?
1: Well, there are, there are preliminary studies that indicate that you can delay or reduce the probability of progression of dementia by exercising your brain in a simple way. So, for example, there's a, there's a study that was conducted using a, a Brain HQ exercise Uh, uh, the exercise is called double decision. If you went to brain HQ, you'd find the exercise there. And basically, uh, individuals about almost 20 years ago, basically worked on that exercise for uh, a total of 10 to 18 hours. And as a consequence, uh, individuals that did that had about uh, 20 to 48%, depending upon how much they used, uh, reduction in a progression to dementia against people that didn't do that or did other things that seemed to be, Useful, but weren't 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 as effective, and so think about that. A person invests, trains their brain, and drives things plastically. And what and what they were doing in this case was improving their attention control, and they were improving the speed of operations of their brain. They about doubled the speed initially of their operation, the brain. brain just working faster. And by the way, when you improve the speed of the brain, a lot of things have to change physically and functionally in order to account for that improvement of speed. So they were actually changing their brain physically and functionally. And then because now the brain was faster, it kept up its speed substantially. So when they looked 10 years after that initial limited dose, these are people in their seventies and eighties. And now they look t- 10 years later and the brain is still faster than when they started. 10 years before and uh so and that makes a big difference obviously in the progression in their health now it should also make a significant difference in their longevity as you said before you'll live longer if you're taking care of your brain obviously there's nothing more important in your no organ is more important than your brain except perhaps your heart from the point of view of sustaining yourself over the long run
3: You're listening to the man considered to be the godfather of the study of brain neuroplasticity with his encouraging beliefs based on research about the ability of the brain to perhaps fight back against things like dementia. But when we come back, we'll ask him what we all can start doing right now to help strengthen our own brains. This is Growing Bolder. Support for Growing Boulder provided by Florida Blue Medicare, offering health care without compromise through the plans and benefits now being offered for 2022. The annual enrollment period is October 15th through December 7th. Information at growingbolder.com/slash Medicare. Check out Growing Boulder TV, airing on public television stations nationwide. Visit growingbolder.com/slash TV for program listings and where to watch. you're listening to Growing Boulder. I'm Bill Schaefer with Mark Middleton and we're going to continue now with a fascinating conversation about what our brains are capable of even as we age. Dr. Michael Merzenich is one of the leading researchers in the world in the study of neural plasticity and he's here with practical information that can help every one of us. Mark
2: Uh, And, Doc, you mentioned uh, Brain HQ a couple of times, which I know is a platform you've developed uh, where people can, you know, uh, exercise their brain. We will provide links to all of that. But let let me ask you something. Are there a couple of simple things that we can do? Because I have read that, you know, something as simple as brushing your teeth with your non-dominant hand or, uh, you know, learning to tap dance if you've never done it before can be good. What can we Uh, do to to facilitate uh, neuroplasticity?
1: the brain is 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 begging for you to get out of your rut and get out of your chair, out of your seat and stop watching those screens all the time and get out in life and learn new things, to acquire new abilities, to improve at at things you really enjoy doing and get better still. It's requiring, it's asking you to engage its learning machinery because that machinery is what is controlling, the very same machinery is controlling your attitude about you. It relates how you're living your life but it's also controlling your capacity to sustain yourself because it basically is controlling plasticity itself. And you need to keep, you could say, energizing your, these changes in your brain in order to keep it lively and alive. So you need to basically have a life in which you're continually acquiring and improving your abilities. And uh, think about how much fun you can have doing that. I mean, you know, my, my wife likes to say I'm a person with a thousand hobbies. Well, that's, that's sort of kind of rather true, but I enjoy every damn one of them. So, so uh, I don't see that as a burden in any way. I see that as a source of endless uh, fun and, and entertainment for me.
3: And really what, what we hear you saying is, I mean, plasticity is what makes us who we are, isn't it? It's your hobbies. It's our experiences. Exactly. exactly.
1: And yeah, you want to, you want to retain your interest in life. And you want to re- other people to retain interest in you. <laughs> it's a real good idea that you're continue to grow and you continue to grow in your understanding of things. your, your understanding your ability to do things and understand how things operate in the world. And, uh, you know, so I'm just uh, I'm working now on welding. I think I might be a pretty good welder. I might uh, generate some sculpture that I'm not too embarrassed by. But, you know, whatever it is, you know, my garden is in tip top shape. I want to tell you, it's better than ever. And, uh, and of course, COVID it contributed to that, like a lot of people out there in your audience. But, uh, but I mean, it's, it's all about continually advancing yourself in
2: your ability and your brain and your understanding of things, of course. I mean, I love I love that Bill. I, I love that he's invited us to Northern California because <laughs> I want to see I want to see this welding. Uh, uh, I fancy myself I fancy yeah. myself uh, an abstract <laughs> painter, Doc, and I've never done it, but uh, you know, but, but 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 it's something that I want to do. I think we've learned, you know, from the pandemic that social connection is more important than we even knew before. How important is social connection, interhuman? Well, Reaction and and love to the health of our brain.
1: It's 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 incredibly important and and and, uh, and valuable to us. Of course, everyone is not it's not easy for everyone to be broadly socially connected. Some people, unfortunately, have can be homebound and they can be so it can be difficult for them to get out enough or get out as much as they'd like to. A wonderful! It's a wonderful thing that we have uh, you know strategies that we can play out on the internet to still make connection, but actually social connections are extremely important. We've done studies in people that are very you know, deep in struggles in life. And we've, we've been able to help them cognitively and in their performance build in all kinds of ways in a wonderful way, and still are not happy and they're not happy unless we repair their ability to operate effectively socially. And that, and because so much of our joy, so much of our happiness comes from our, from our connection with other human beings and from our, from our interactions with them, and from our listening to them, and telling them our stories, and listening to their stories, and uh, so it's really a really important aspect of a, of a healthy life and a, and a healthy, vigorous life. My uh, my wife and I like to Diane like to keep our door open, and anyone that shows up is welcome there. I want to tell you that that's literally true, and because uh, anyone showing up is basically going to be a subject of interesting conversation and, and engagement.
3: And that's fantastic, and Mark and I will both be there on Saturday. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right? You talk. You talk about the joy of becoming childlike again. What yes, does it, that mean, and how do you balance those? It
1: means uh, it means exactly that. Because what we what we do is we we have a tendency to grow into older and older uh, forms of uh, we enter a zombian phase. You know, I, 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 I take a walk every morning, in, in and in when I'm in the city, I walk in my beautiful neighborhood in the city. I make that walk different every day, and I, so I walk on a different path. So I'm trying to master my, the area of the city I live in, know every detail of it, and really look at it, smell it, feel it, hear it, listen to it. But I, I, I pass people on the street. And, uh, and I would say 30, 40 years ago in my walk, in my daily walk, uh, people generally nodded to me or greeted me or indicated that they were a human interacting with another human me. And I invite that. I try to make people smile. I try to make people respond to me. But they don't. Often they don't. They're just totally within themselves. Now, what the hell kind of life is that, to be totally within yourself, to be totally removed from, the, from all of the things out there, all of the wonders out there that are all around you? You know, be like a child again. Really, be connected with the world. Really, be connected. and Open your eyes and be spirited and be full of it. And and uh, you'll be amazed what you'll see out there. I mean, there's a, there's a, something wonderful in front of you almost every moment if you just look for it, or smell it, or or are awake, aware of it, or wake to it. And uh, you know, I, I I like to tell people, you know, go out in your neighborhood, and just look uh, in your mind. And reconstruct what's there in your mind. And then go out and look at it. And what you'll commonly see is there are all kinds of things there you've never seen. And why did you never see them? It's because you're living life out to lunch. Now, in the natural human state, we were not designed to be living life out to lunch. You couldn't afford to be. (laughs) We're meant to be alert. We're meant to be alive. We're meant to be awake, we're meant meant to be looking for opportunity. we're meant to look for beauty, and I strongly recommend that you think about how you could do that in your life. you know if you took care of your brain in the right way in real life, you'd never need to go to the brain gym like brain hq
2: you know things that take care of themselves as we wrap this up uh and I think you probably touched on some of it, but um what have you learned about life? Because obviously you're you're an observer of life, uh, in addition to be a researcher, and, and and maybe just even taking this out of the context of brain health in general. Uh, in your estimation, sir, what makes for a successful aging? What makes for a life well lived? What what's the well, moral of the story?
1: Well, I I you know I came from a, a, I grew up in a in a Christian ethic, or you could say in a social ethic where other people mattered and where you could think you could, you could say we, i we thought about life as being a life in uh in uh in support of the group, in support of the common and uh and that basically that's what I'm interested in. I'm interested in being a having led, led a life first of all that that is to the benefit of the other people around me that I'm a positive force that I'm a, that I'm a contributor, you could say to the group. That that I'm that I'm that I'm that that I'm valued in in my social group and in my society, and but also, you know, I I I I I'm also I have also have a life that's purposeful. I have a life in which I'm doing things that matter to me, and and because they matter to me, I'm self evaluating myself, and I'm, I'm I'm general I'm never completely satisfied, but in general, I'm I I think I've made progress, and uh. And so, you know, I think what it all comes down to is your own self-evaluation of the worthwhileness of what you're up to and, 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 and what your influence in the world is and how you are contributing to, in the world. And I would say you two, you two men are doing something very valuable here, and I'm sure you have a, you should have a very positive self-appraisal as, as, uh, as actors on the stage of life.
2: Well, we appreciate it. Thank you for that. And, and, and thank you for the contributions that you have made to everybody's life, because I think the one thing Bill and I harp on more than anything else is, you know, what the mind believes the body embraces and, you know, uh-huh. anything that, that we can do or someone like you can do to help people understand that, you know, we can believe more, which will enable us to embrace more. So, so, sir, thank you so much for your contribution. Uh, we greatly uh-huh. appreciate your time.
1: And I very much appreciate talking to people that do have this understanding, and uh, and keep telling people about it because it's all
2: about giving, helping people find a path to a better and happier life. Thank well, you. amen, and folks, I know you want to learn more about uh, uh, the doc here, so let me send you to his website. It is uh, Michael Merzenich, M E R Z E N I C H, Michael Merzenich uh, dot com. You can check out his blog on thebrain.com dot com. And I think either one of those sites or both of those sites will lead you to, uh, you know, the the other initiatives that he has going on. But Bill, what 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 a pleasure! And you know, it, it is interesting, folks, because when we. You know, want to do interviews like this? You never really know what you're going to get, especially when you're talking to someone who's a scientist or an academic. You know, they've got a lot of information, but you know, can they share it in a compelling way? Are they personable and engaging? And and man, this guy knocks it out of the park on all counts, doesn't
3: he? I'm kind of laughing to myself here, Mark, because I was ready to say the exact same thing you did in the <laughs> same way. Because yeah, I was thinking oh my gosh, I mean, here's a guy, I mean, an academic is all about science, he's all about facts, he's all about presenting information and statistics, but here's a guy who's as well-rounded as he wants our minds to be, talking about being like a kid, you know, learning new skills, gardening, having hobbies, just being an interesting human being with purpose and passion, and how great When you hear that back from the scientific community, where they're basically saying, if you're not experiencing, if you're not having adventures, if you're not having fun, you're doing life wrong.
2: Well, he's doing it right. And he mentioned his wife. And I just want to say, Diane is a lucky woman. Uh, uh, What a guy. And we look forward to uh, talking to him again. And who knows, Bill? Uh, I know we were. I don't think he was serious when he said come visit, but I think you and I both took it seriously. So uh, uh, when all of this unwinds, the next time we're in Northern California, we're going to try to look them up.
3: And we'd like everybody listening now to send us their information so we can take you along with us as well.
2: (laughs) Well, that was a great conversation. You might even say... Mind blowing information about the brain. And if you'd like to learn more, just check out his website at MichaelMerzenick.com.
3: Support for Growing Boulder provided by the Alliance for Lifetime Income. Protected income from an annuity can help cover essential expenses in retirement, giving you the freedom to live the life you want. The right financial professional can show you how. Learn more at protectedincome.org. And by... The Center for Health and Well-Being, now open in Winter Park. Wholeness, fitness, and medicine together in one convenient location, offering programs and services to promote healthy living and positive aging more at yourhealthandwellbeing.org. Wouldn't it be great if everyone was happy? The truth is we all have people in our lives who are constantly complaining, who see the worst in everything and drag everyone around them down. Well, here's why expert Annette Kelly says it'd be a mistake to push them away.
0: It's hard to be be in someone else's skin. However, if we maintain compassion, we Maintain compassion for those who have lost a lot, who have, who see always the dark side of something, whose lives have had incidences that we will not ever know about that cause them to be so angry, isolated, and basically unhealthy. Um, If we can maintain compassion and continue to include them, I think that's a a gift that, that we need to work on.
3: I think that's fascinating. I don't think I've ever heard anybody say what you just said, which to summarize basically is don't just have the nice people oh, yeah. as friends in your life, but it's almost an obligation of being human to accept oh, the absolutely. people that need a good yeah. friend the most. Right?
0: It is. I really believe that. And um,
3: Boy, what a sense of purpose that could I'm be. I'm
0: sort of not... S- I'm not meaning to sound like, I don't know, like I do it all the time, like or I'm good at it. And I don't know that that's the measure. I think the measure is the intention, and the <laughs> and the occasional <laughs> uh, success, you know, when you do it, when you do uh, happen to be able to, to be that person.
3: You're almost saying that it's even more important now to accept. people as they are.
0: Yeah, I really think that.
3: Yet another fascinating perspective suggesting a different way to look at the people around us. More insight and information at growingbolder.com slash medicare. Well, I'm Bill Schaefer, and that guy right there is Mark Middleton, and this is Growing Bolder. You are about to meet somebody very special, somebody I like a lot. More proof that it's never too late to follow your passion, never too late to take a chance and make a difference. It's never too late, and no idea is too unrealistic, because... At a time when she could have been thinking about winding down, she pulled herself right up and walked through the door of one of the most exciting adventures of her life. She didn't need to do it, Mark, because she would already had a great full-time career, an excellent one as a hospital administrator.
2: I think when you guys meet her, you're going to understand why she did it. Uh, Because, you know, Bill, there was something that was nagging at her. In fact, it had been doing so for a long time. She knew there were countless others out there who felt the same way. You see, her problem is her hair had gone gray at a very early age, and she really didn't think that was a problem. And try as she might, she couldn't find any hair care products designed specifically for silver hair. So she did what any entrepreneurial, extremely bright, creative, inventive, curious person would do. She started to do her own research. She turned her kitchen, pretty much into a laboratory of sorts, and she hit on something remarkable. She calls the company Maison 276, featuring natural skincare and hair care products. And if I mispronounce that, I apologize, and she'll correct me in a moment. Uh, but this woman, this irresistible force is making an impact. Her products are now on QVC and at Macy's online. So let's say hello to Angel Cornelius and find out how she did it all. Angel,
4: how you doing? Oh, my gosh, I'm your hair great. looks fantastic. <laughs> I love the hair. Thank you. Thank you very much. And you nailed it. You said it perfectly.
2: (laughs) Well, you know, it doesn't happen often. So thank you for that. Uh, You know, Bill said that you are proof that it is never too late. So uh, inspire the rest of us. Tell us about your breakthrough. Uh, Tell us about creating uh, Maison 276 at the age of 5'7", if you will.
4: (laughs) Around 2012, when I decided to detox my entire beauty regimen and began making products in my kitchen. I just started plant researching plant-based ingredients. I wanted things that made my hair feel, feel soft and moisturized. And I wanted my silver to be clear and vibrant without unwanted color. It was never an intention to start a business, but I just wanted to take fix something that would take care of my own hair. And uh, I wound up having all these leftover ingredients and realized, oh, I can make skincare products and butters and soaps with this stuff, this extra stuff. And my friends discovered that I was making skincare products and they wanted to buy them from me. And that's really what forced me to create an Etsy storefront so I could sell products to my friends. And that, begin my very unlikely entrepreneurial journey in 2015 fast forward about you know a year later i was discovered by essence magazine but what you don't know is i was still making products in my kitchen then so that was not going to work and that is what forced me to find a manufacturer and to become incorporated and to become a real company actually and so we launched those products with the Essence subscribers in March of 2016. And I started going to beauty shows and events just to try to get some exposure for this little company that no one had ever heard of. And something unexpected happened. Women of all ages, all ethnicities, all text, hair textures and types, they kept asking about my hair And because I've always grown up with it and thought of myself as a unicorn, I didn't realize so many other people had the same problems. And I, six months later, called my manufacturer and I said, I have to do a hair care product. And that is what you now know as the Maison 276 three-step system. Did you
3: say that, did you do this with no scientific background No prior knowledge of the chemistry. I I, I can't, in your kitchen table, your your family must have thought you flipped out. Everybody you told must have said, who needs more hair care products? There (laughs) are aisles full of them. So honestly, I mean, I I don't even mean to be kidding at all. But what made you think that maybe I'll grab a cucumber and a cantaloupe and I'm going to make some shampoo?
4: So I, I, re- I knew what, what my problem was, and I knew I wanted to make something clean. And so I just researched plant-based ingredients for dry hair, plant-based ingredients for frizzy hair, just all the things that I wanted to address. And so some very common ingredients came up, things that most people have heard of, coconut oil, shea butter, jojoba, olive oil, vitamin E beeswax, all of those are just, they're very commonly known natural ingredients and those things work. Now, there were hundreds of iterations. I have this little black book that I call my little black book of failures because I took copious notes of everything that worked and everything that didn't work. And I always loved science as a child. And in fact, my first major when I went to college was actually biology. But in terms of seeing science as a career, um, no, I did not. But what you should know is that it's not, I didn't quit my job. Like when we signed the Essence contract, I was still working. I worked for almost two years while I was building this company. And it's a very common entrepreneur story that you work your day job. It is the thing that funds the passion project. And you keep doing it until you get to a point where you can't do it any anymore. And we're just empty nesters. And I always tell people, this is the perfect time in my life for this, because had our kids been home, I I, I wouldn't, there would not have been enough hours in the day. And so this is the perfect time um, to just dive into this a hundred percent. And I told myself, when my day job inhibits the growth of the company then that's when I will know it's time to take a leap of faith. And that is exactly what it was. It was a huge leap of faith. Wow.
2: You know, it's too bad you don't have any energy um, to get this done. Uh, uh, Yeah, folks, we're talking with uh, Angel uh, Cornelius. We're talking about her hair. Uh, You know, really, we're talking about a whole lot more than that. And and Angel, you, you, you said that you are a unicorn. Uh, and, I, and I really think you are, and in not the way that, that you stated earlier, because, you know, Bill and I, you know, what we do is, is we try to inspire people to know that more is possible by telling the stories of ordinary people who live extraordinary lives. Where do you get this confidence? Where do you get this belief in yourself to, to take the risk that you have?
4: You know, I, I guess, you know, it goes back to how I was raised in New Orleans you know, my grandparents and my parents, they never said that there was anything that I couldn't do. And so sometimes as a child, you actually believe that. And that carries on into adulthood. It doesn't mean that you won't fail. You just keep going until you find that thing, because everybody has it. And it doesn't even have to be one thing. And maybe it's You know, maybe when you're 30, it's not your time to do that thing. But maybe when you're 40 or 50, in my case, 57, it's the time to do that thing. I think I've always had an entrepreneurial mindset. Um, And I always, you know, when things are difficult, I always point back to something else in my life that was difficult. And, you know, well, you figured that out or you eventually made your way through that. And I just try and apply that same analogy to the next challenge. We have to have good memories sometimes and then bad memories, you know, for other things like failures. <laughs> we,
2: we have talked about the important stuff, you know, the big broad strokes about right. belief in yourself, belief in your idea, creative risk taking, having a great team. So can we talk about hair now for just a second? Yes, because absolutely. It, I would love it, to talk about it. It's hair. something Bill and I don't really get to talk about a whole lot. Um, and and because a lot of what you're doing, uh, you know, you, you are attacking, you know, some ageist stereotypes. Uh, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people believe that there's something wrong with gray hair and we have to color it. And what is the conversation among women of your age these days about gray hair? Because I know a lot of people are still fighting it.
4: So the first and most important thing for me is educating our community, what it means to have silver hair, So the first thing is to educate them. When your hair stops producing melanin, which is the thing that gives it color, it's a completely different texture. And that's why oftentimes you will hear a woman say, oh, my goodness, this silver hair is so unruly, or it's completely different than my brown hair, my red hair, my brunette hair. And you're absolutely right. It is completely different. Beauty talks a lot about how our skin changes as we age there's very little talk about our hair and our hair undergoes the exact same changes. And so the products that you use when you were 20 or 30, they are likely to not be effective when you're 40 or 50. You need products that address the naturally occurring changes. And for the most part, that is increasing moisture and hydration and conditioning and, and staying away from products that take moisture out of your hair like phosphates and alcohol and sulfates. The second thing that I say is I'm not the silver police. If you want to color your hair, I fully support you. For me, the most important thing is that a woman should be comfortable in her skin for whatever that means. At Maison 276, we are all about helping you celebrate your own version of beauty, whatever that may be, not someone else's idea of what beauty should be for you. I think um more and more women are feeling empowered and are embracing their silver hair hence the silverista movement i think uh, most men don't understand how much work goes into covering silver hair silver hair doesn't want to be colored and so you have to apply color constantly it is it is constant and ongoing and i'm not talking like monthly i'm talking like weekly it is it is so much work, and so a lot of women are just deciding. I don't want to do that anymore. I, I I'm perfectly fine. And social media has really helped with that because women are starting to see other women, not just myself. There are millions of women on social media now who um, are very proud to 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 show their silver hair, and there are a lot of different ages. But social media has certainly Um, shown women what it could be and that it doesn't mean that you're old or, you know, you don't have a vibrant and full life. Um, One of my, one of the most, one one of the proudest things that I I feel about Maison 276 is, is not just the products. It is changing the narrative as it relates to aging, particularly as it relates to women aging. Most of the products that are for us have phrases like anti-aging, wrinkle reduction. Everything comes to us in a very negative way as though we are unhappy with the way that we look. And the truth is that most middle-aged women don't even use that term to describe themselves. They're super excited. It's a new season and a lot of us are empty nesters. And so you get to think about yourself as a priority again.
3: But well, with your spirit, your attitude, and your inspiration, Angel, you are really something that we can all get behind. Uh, we love what you stand for. We love what your product's all about. And, and, and mostly, we, we love the, the heart that's behind it all. And folks, you're probably wondering, too, you can learn more about Angel Cornelius. And you can check out her line of products. Yes, go online to Maison276.com and check it out whether you have blue hair, silver (laughs) hair, or like Mark and I, no (laughs) hair. There's something out there for you. Thanks so much, Angel. Thank you. (laughs) When we come back, some tips on saving for retirement, and we'll find out what's on Mark's mind. This is Growing Bolder. Support for Growing Boulder provided by Winter Park's new Crosby Wellness Center at the Center for Health and Well-Being. More than just a gym, it features unique medically integrated programs, activities for all ages and skill levels, and free group exercise classes with memberships. More at CrosbyWellnessCenter.org. Stay connected to Growing Boulder for daily doses of hope, inspiration, and possibility. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for our latest stories and motivational pictures. When was the last time you thought about Social Security? For those of us at or nearing retirement, it is more important all the time. Social Security is one of only three sources of protected income guaranteed for life. And has been for over 80 years. That's why you need to be aware of the changes. This year, beneficiaries received a 1.3% cost of living adjustment. The modest increase reflects last year's relatively low inflation rate. The full retirement age for Social Security was increased by two months each year until age 67. So if you turn 62 this year, your full retirement age is 66 years and 10 months. And that's important because there's a 29.2% reduction in benefits if you claim Social Security at 62 instead of waiting until 67, even at best, Social Security only accounts for up to 40 percent of your pre-retirement income. To bridge that gap in protected income, talk to the right financial professional about adding an annuity. The Alliance for Lifetime Income is a non educational organization that believes no American should have to face the prospect of running out of money in retirement. They provide easy-to-understand information, tools, and guides, and stories of real people who have protected their retirement, allowing them the freedom to live bold lives. More information at protectedincome.org.
0: My
3: Now, we were sitting here during the break, Mark, and I can see the wheels turning. You're definitely, you've got something on your mind. What would you like to
2: share today? Well, what's on my mind is what we've got to do this afternoon, Bill. We've been doing a lot of stuff on Twitch, you and I. Uh, You did something just this morning. And, 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 folks, the reason we're doing things on Twitch, which is a streaming platform used primarily by young gamers and musicians, owned by Amazon, by the way, Uh, We want to bring an older demographic to streaming because it's a great way to interact. So we're creating intergenerational programming. And one of the things we did last week, Bill, as you well know, we brought together our buddy Roger McGuinn, the Rock and Roll Hall of Famer, founder of the Birds, and Matt Hafey, who is a young metal guy. He is a lead singer and lead guitar player for the band Trivium, just to let them share their perspective on music, something they both love from a different point of view. And it was interesting, wasn't it?
3: Here's, here's the deal, folks. You get this, right? Intergenerational has been something that people have been trying to pull off for a long time. But there's a reason that you don't have a heavy metal scream metal rocker with the guy from The Birds. It doesn't always work unless there's somebody in the middle to facilitate the connection, to build that bridge, to close the gap. And Mark, you were amazing at, at being able to, to draw a commonality from from them, and it wasn't just about the things that they shared; it was their differences as well. Feeling safe to talk about them, talking about the industry, it was mind-blowingly fascinating, and it's something that can help all of us deal with our kids and grandkids, and and just all
2: get humanity a whole lot better. Yeah, they were great. I thank you for what you said, Bill, but but I, I just tried to stay out of the way. One of the, my takeaways from that, you know, we just ask Roger, would you be willing to do it? This is a guy who turns 79. Uh, he's 79 now, just turned 79. Uh, he doesn't have to do this. He had never been on Twitch, didn't really understand it. But yes, he said yes, because he trusts us, but mostly because the guy is fearless. He's up for experience. He's interested in adventure, which is why he continues at 79 to record and, and create. What what do you think some of the
3: biggest hurdles are between the generations? Why is it so difficult? You know, we're all friendly, but those solid connections don't happen all the time.
2: I just think the culture has just become so disintegrated that that when you bring people together, they got along great. You know, two diverse people who never would have bumped into one another certainly would have never had a conversation if we didn't bring them together. And now they're actually talking about a collab, a collaboration between a heavy metal guy and, and a folk rock icon
3: yeah in, in general young people would think of nothing worse than having to hang out with somebody old and an older person the last thing they want to do is hang out with a screaming metalhead but when you actually put them together the result is magic because folks we have more commonality than we have differences and if you go to growingbolder.com take a look around there's so many interviews stories and r- resources there to open your mind and open your life this is growing Boulder. The Growing Boulder Radio Show is a production of Growing Boulder LLC, all rights reserved. This program was recorded at Growing Boulder Studios in Orlando and is available as a weekly podcast on NPR One, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. It is written and produced by Jill
4: Middleton, Mark Middleton, and Bill Schaefer. Technical
3: director is Jason Morrow. Production manager is Michael Nanis. Chief audio engineer is Mac Dula. And our most important team member, you. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram to keep growing bolder every day.
0: Crimson flames tied through my ears, flowing high and mighty trapped. Countless fire and flaming rope, Using ideas as my maps. We'll meet on edges soon, said I. show